We are not even halfway through the school year, but it's already time to start thinking about next school year. If you want to send your kids to Chicago Public Schools next fall, applications are due next Friday, December 2nd at 5 p.m. Here to break down everything you need to know is Becky Vivi, the Chicago Bureau Chief at Chalkbeat. Hi, Becky. Hi, Natalie. How are you? Good. Well, you and I know this process very well, <laughs> applying to yeah, CPS. Yes, we do. <laughs> uh, but you are writing about this for Chalkbeat this week. What is the mm-hmm. application, and why do students have to apply for public school placements in Chicago? Sure. So um, they don't have to, but um, if you want to go to a school that's outside of your neighborhood zone school, there is a process and it is this online application known as Go CPS. You type that into Google and it should take you right to where the application lives. Um, there's a whole bunch of schools in Chicago public schools, as you know, that admit kids um from all different neighborhoods, and sometimes those schools require a test to get in, so we have some selective enrollment high schools. We also have a lot of magnet schools um, that offer special programs like Montessori or dual language or arts um, or gifted programs even. Many of those were created under um, a desegregation consent decree, um, and they're pretty sought after. They're they're high-quality programs, and so families want to go to them and are willing to Um, you know, leave their neighborhood to attend them. So this process happens every fall, essentially, and there's a deadline in early December, and then everyone waits until the spring to to hear something. So a lot of schools have been having open houses this fall, so parents can see, you know, what the schools are offering. But why is the deadline so soon? Sure. So I think a lot of it is because they – they want to get offers out um, in the springtime um, and then make those um, decisions about enrollment and help principals plan their budgets for the fall. Um, you know, it's interesting. I That's a great question. I'm not sure how December 2nd gets picked or even early December gets picked. Um, I think, you know, historically there used to be um, different applications for different schools. People used to have to sometimes, I mean, they used to be done on paper. You had to take them down to central office and submit them or to the school's office. And and it was a really kind of complex process, and there were all kinds of different deadlines. Um, so they picked one, and it, it just happened to be this early December time. So next Friday, there are preschool, elementary, and high school applications that are due. What documents and information should families have prepared Sure. And I should note one thing really quickly. Um, Preschool is actually all in the spring. Um, So I noted this in the story. This is actually kind of a change. There used to be four um, magnet preschools that were part of this December application. They're all moving to the spring to um, be part of the preschool ready-to-learn universal um, four-year-old kindergarten um, process. So hang tight if you have a preschooler. Um, for elementary school and high school parents, um, the documentation really, I mean, you just need to log in and have a an account to fill out this application. For high schoolers, um, every eighth grader that's already enrolled in CPS took a test in late October, the high school admissions exam, and they should have gotten their score in the email in their email, I believe, late last week. So you'll 
I think need that um, and the, the student ID number at the high school level. If you're entering elementary, you you wouldn't have that. Um, and I think it really just it'll depend when you go in as a parent. You will have to fill out information about you know where you live, your address, um, and some, you know socioeconomic things about your child. Um, so just have sort of that information ready, the kind of information you would. I don't believe that you have to submit like a birth certificate. None of that happens until you actually enroll next fall. You mentioned that the preschool application is different this year. Why did Chicago mm-hmm. make the change to a universal preschool application? Yeah, so let, this actually kind of started under our former mayor, Rahm Emanuel, who um, in his last year in office promised that he was going to create universal four-year-old preschool. Um, In the state of Illinois, you're not required to send your child to school until they turn six. Um, And so there are a lot of, but in in Chicago, we offer full-day kindergarten and now full-day preschool for four-year-olds. And over the last five years, they've been ramping up the number of spots. And, you know, as of last year, they say that they have Um, pretty much enough seats for anyone who wants them. Um, But there's an application process, and you have to um, fill out, again, some information about where you live um, and, you know, rank the schools that you're interested in, including your own um, neighborhood school. If you want to go to the preschool there, um, they still ask you to fill out this form and and this application. And that all takes place in the spring. And, um, you know, part of why they, they did it that way was, during the initial rollout, um, they were prioritizing students based on income and need. Um, so as because preschool used to only be offered to the lowest income families, and so as they changed it to be universal, they wanted to make sure they were reaching you know the next lowest need or the next highest need families. You mentioned that um, those applications aren't due until the spring. Is there any benefit to applying for preschool sooner than the deadline? No, and actually, um, there's, there is, it's not open yet. Um, so the preschool application will open in the spring. Um, there is a spring deadline. It's like, it's, it, I don't, they don't have a specific date yet. It's sometime in early May, I believe. Um, and there is advantage to hitting that deadline um, because once the spots fill, fill up, then you might get offered a preschool spot that's further from your house or maybe not the program you want, Um, but it's sort of rolling through the summer. At least it was last year. And we'll know more about the preschool application come spring when they um, roll that out. But I think the important thing for now is that those four specialty magnets, the the Montessori, um, Drummond, Souter, Oscar Mayer, and the dual language magnet uh, for Inter-American, those are no longer required to be um, applied for now. Okay. So let's turn to elementary schools. What kind of options do families have for elementary schools? Yeah, so obviously the neighborhood school is an option, um, but the the choices to leave your neighborhood, there are a lot of magnet schools throughout the city. These are district-run schools. Again, most of them were created um, to desegregate the schools in the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. Um, the district is no longer under that decree that, required them to desegregate their schools, but they still use a process to admit kids based on the neighborhood they live in um, and sort of the socioeconomic factors of that neighborhood. 
Um, there's also a lot of charter schools that we have in Chicago that admit kids based on a lottery. And then there are gifted and classical schools um, where you can have your, you know, you can have your four-year-old screened for giftedness. Um, you'll take them to an in-person test after you apply, um, and then they you can rank up to six gifted programs. So you can rank 20 magnets and six gifted programs, um, but it's all on the same application, like I said. And um, I think, you know, like you mentioned, there's been a lot of open houses. A lot of the information about these programs can be, you know, searched they're very searchable online and there are, there have been a lot of open houses and, you know, I've even known like some, you know, principals are pretty open to just like talking with parents or, you know, the PTA might talk with prospective parents who might be interested. And testing happens after you apply, correct? For elementary school, yes. Okay. This is Reset. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about how to apply to Chicago Public Schools for next year. The deadline is next Friday, and we're joined by Chalkbeat's Chicago Bureau Chief Becky Vivi. The interest in ZAM for Selective Enrollment Academic Centers for 7th and 8th graders is closer to the high school exam, right? What does that process look like? Yeah, it is. It's closer to the the high school exam. It's a different exam, but it is um, one that, you know, that, uh, I guess it would be sixth graders would sit for. Um, they also have to have a minimum GPA in sixth grade. And these are, there are seven of these programs. Um, some of them are at our selective enrollment high schools, um, as well as Kenwood and Hyde Park, uh, Morgan Park down on the far south side, and Taft on the northwest side has an academic center. And these are essentially Programs for middle schoolers who, you know, they're kind of like a gifted program. They just, they start working on high school level coursework in seventh grade, um, and they could, you know, potentially finish all of their high school graduation requirements by the end of 10th grade. Um, now, kids don't typically, they won't, like, graduate in in 10th grade, but um, a lot of them will finish that main coursework, and then they're able to take more advanced classes or dual credit college courses. Um, and so those are for sort of advanced middle school students. And some families will choose to, to have their kids like, or some students will want to try to get into those high schools at seventh grade, um, because at ninth grade, it's also very competitive too. But I will say the seventh grade is like, there's fewer seats in seventh grade. So it's pretty competitive then as well. <laughs> Shout out to Morgan Park. I did their academic <laughs> center for 7th and 8th grade. Um, high schoolers have more options. Let's talk about what that application is like. Yeah, so um, it's different. It's, it's changed a lot. Um, I would, In the last two years, um, they did start testing all 8th graders who are enrolled in CPS. It used to be that you had to, if you wanted to go to one of these sought-after tests in high schools, like Jones, Peyton, um, Lynn Bloom, uh, Northside, you had to sign up and go on a weekend and sit for this three-hour test. Now, um, as sort of an equity measure to ensure that all kids, you know, not just people who can, you know, have the have the uh, ability to get themselves to a, a testing site on a weekend. Now all eighth graders are given this exam during a school day at their elementary school. This year that was on October 26th. All eighth graders took this test. Um, and the results have been, like I said, rolling into folks' inboxes. And now kids can go and, you know, look at the, the score they got and apply to the programs that they're hoping for, rank them 
Um, and then come spring, they will get an offer or a match from one of those programs. Separate of that, there's also tons of magnet high schools with other programs that don't require tests that kids can apply to through the through the system. And so when do families find out about their school placements? And if they don't get their first choice, do they have any recourse? Yeah, so in the spring, there will be offers made um, like April, May. Again, I'm not, they don't have a specific date posted yet. Um, and there is a, at least I know at the high school level, there's like a round two application process. Um, at the elementary level, there's a lot of wait lists. You can, you end up getting like wait list numbers, um, which can be a little frustrating. I, I, as a, I understand for parents that that can be anxiety inducing to get a wait list number. Um, but the wait lists do move. Oftentimes families will get calls through, throughout the summer. Um, and, and, uh, with the high school interesting exam, or I'm sorry, with the high school level, the kids will, like I said, have that second round two option. There's also, and I won't mention this in the story, there's always the ability to transfer. Um, it's, you can always apply at any grade, um, and if you find that a school is not a good fit, there's a chance to, to try a different one, um, to apply to a different school and to sort of explore other options um, and transfer. So uh, some of those transfers are dealt with um, school by school, but um, you, might, you, know, you could always, if you don't get your first choice um, next year and you enroll, like it's possible to you Great. Know, okay. Give it a try, uh, it a try yeah. for a year, okay. and then you know. And well, then we have to we have to head out now. Go to Chalkbeat to read more of Becky's story and some resources how parents can navigate this very complicated system. Uh, Becky Vivi, Chicago bureau chief at Chalkbeat. Thank you so much. Thanks, Natalie.